title, uh, your choice. Life or death, make up your mind. And we know, I don't care who you are, life is full of choices. No matter what life you've got, no matter who you are, you've got choices in everything. And yet we don't need to look around at other people or read a book about it. We're, we're making choices every moment of the day. Every moment of the day we're making choices. Uh, by the way, there are some things we have no choice at all. You know, like having to go to work. You know, so I'm sorry. That's not a choice until you retire. And if you retire like me, you have a choice of how much you want to do or not to do. But mine doesn't get that choice. It's how much I have to try and get rid of. Hallelujah. But we make our choices based on this. All our choices are based on this. We, we think about it and, we, and through our life upon this earth, we gain knowledge and, and we gain understanding of some things. And of course, one of the choices that we make is through experience. And these experiences affect us. Every one of us have experiences that affect us. And if we have, if we have no expertise in anything, we have to go and find out. And so therefore, having teachers and, 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 you know, at school and that, they never really told us they were there to help us. All I can remember is that they sort of like, sort of tried to bully you to, to get your work done. And it was punishment, you know, and I'm thinking, God, perhaps it was the right way of doing it. You know, if you don't do as you're told, we get punished all the time. Well, I think I'd be punishing myself, let alone anyone else. So it's important. And Proverbs 24, 6, 8 says, For by wise counsel... You will wage your own war. And in a multitude of counsellors, there is safety. In other words, when we don't know something, it is simple, it is ask. And isn't it a simple question? And ben, ben laughs at this because it's one of the first things that I teach every single salesman that comes. It's one of the first lessons we have. If you don't understand, ask. A moment of shame or a lifetime of ignorance. No wonder the father said, ask me. Ask me. It's so simple, isn't it? And yet, how many of us, how many of us go through our life and struggle and everything else and yet we don't ask? Every one of us, because something's in here. I, I would say it's pride. People say, I'm humble. I said, well, I'll soon, we can soon test that out. I try to be humble. I know I'm humble to God. I'm not really humble with many people. Hallelujah. I've, I've had a, a life of business where being humble to some people means they walk all over you. So there's a strength we've got to have as well as humility. And that's why God gives us his strength to get through all these. But when you ask, just make sure that we, you ask somebody you can trust. And that's becoming... Fewer and fewer these days as everyone's trying to gain something from us. Everything. This is, of course, how God actually gets us to grow. He, he, we go and make our choices and we go and do things and we mess up and we fail. Then, then after we've done all that, then we go and ask. Isn't it crazy? You know, and, we, and when we're in trouble and when we've messed up, you know, most people ask God anyhow. Big trouble, 
People turn to God. Last resort and all the rest of it. It's, it's fascinating, you know. People don't want to know. You know, and all of a sudden something happens and they go, oh God, help me. It's fascinating. But this is how God teaches us. So through our mistakes and through our pride and everything else, he begins to show us the way that we should go. And so it's, it's good in one respect. I have another teaching and I'll say, failure is your friend, not your enemy. And yet again, we don't like failure because it's pride. We don't like, because, you know, people look at it, you know, and, and, you know, and it was the first time in my life when I read this and I thought, well, hold on a moment. I'm only failing because I tried. I'm only failing because I didn't ask the question and tried. I didn't know how to do it and tried and failed. It's, you know, it's, it's, and pride is one of, these, one of these sneaky little sins that just sneaks upon you without knowing and he just comes out of your mouth and we go, oh, I've messed this up. But this is how he increases our knowledge then. Therefore we learn. And then it increases our understanding. And next time, hopefully, hopefully we will have the wisdom to make the right, the right choice even if it is to go and ask somebody for some help. I'm always saying to people, you know, ask, ask me if you want any help. And how many people ask? Uh, one. Or, it's, it, it's fascinating. It's fascinating. And yet, God's way of learning is like this. It's always, no matter what happens to you, he always uses your experience to teach so we can learn of him. That's fascinating. Yeah, it's quite the opposite. You know, we don't, they don't teach you like this at school. You know, they teach you to get everything crammed in your head and then you take your exam and they tick it and, that, and, that, and that's fine. Well, some people can't do that. Some people have to learn a different way. God is here to help us. And of course, the most wonderful thing about God, he does help. And this is the scripture that we know. Matthew eleven twenty nine. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is light and easy and my burden is light. You know, I'm, I'm asking people to do things and people take this as a burden and they take it as a pressure. Well, sometimes we need a bit of pressure. You know, if, 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 Ke Kevin, if Kevin stood there... Oh, Kevin, let me do a, a simple example. Come, come and stand here, Kevin. I don't want you to obey what I tell you. Well, that's normal, so you, you have not have a problem with that. Okay, the, um, so, Kevin, come and stand wow. here. Come and stand here. Don't say, don't say anything, right? But don't do as I say. Kevin, move. Kevin, stop messing with your money. Uh. <laughs> it's... it's it, it, Kevin, don't move. I want you to move, Kevin. Will you do as you're told and move? No. There's no pressure applied, and he has to move. Can you understand what God does? That if you won't move out of where you are, he will apply the pressure for you to change. So if you don't, change, he will apply it and think some things will get 
worse. Mm. And it's quite fascinating. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing because then he comes and helps us. And he takes the burden off you as he teaches you to show you how to go. And so he carries you when you're tired. He gives you extra strength. And the Bible turns around and says, he says, the spirit shall even quicken your mortal flesh, give life to your mortal flesh. You know, I know for full well, I don't get tired, of course. I'm the only one that can get, you know, get up of a night, you know, and go, go out there and, and teach night and teach for hours and do all the studying because I'm the only one. No. God quickens you when you do this. Those who have preached will understand that when they've gone home after preaching, they become extremely tired. Why? Because God has used you. And God has used you, you for everything there. And some of the things you say, you haven't got written down. Because God uses you. Uses what you've done because you've tried to study, you've tried to take God's word, you've tried to put it into practice, you've tried to look at the experiences. And then it's, but he's amazing because he said, it's your choice. It's your choice. You know, because as Christians, um, I know a lot of Christians that have never had a Bible study. Their churches don't give Bible studies. And when you go to them, it's some sort of like Paul's missionary journey. You learn more about where he went instead of what he did and what it means to us. And it's amazing. And yet, and yet we all should be learning daily. You see, if you don't pray and if you don't do your Bible study and do, do enough of it to, 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 to learn something, then you cannot eat anymore. Big great punishment, wouldn't it? Because you'd be starving, and there's no, you would do it. <laughs> you would do it, and then you would eat. But God says, "Oh, Mark, you can't do that. <laughs> You've got to just keep going." And when I ask this question, how many want more of God? How many want to be blessed? You know, I never get. No more, or I don't want to get blessed. It's such an easy question. And you know that if you want God to answer your prayers, and you want God to bless your family, bless your work, bless your church, bless your children, whatever it is, learn of him and put the stuff into action. And then he cannot deny what you're praying for. It's amazing. It is so simple. Then you'll see the life God really has got for you. Why do I get so excited? Why? Why won't I stop? Why don't I just say to people, oh, forget it. If you don't want to know, just forget it, will you? And I don't say that. And I go, I go, one day. I'll always leave them with something, even when, even when they've spat at me and, and, and thrown things at me. And I have to say, with a smile on my heart and love in my tone and say, well, God bless you. One day you will meet your maker and you'll say, dear me, I wish I'd have listened to that maniac that was preaching Jesus Christ to me. And of course, I know I'm no maniac. And, and isn't it amazing what, what God gave me to go when I went abroad? I had my own businesses then. So therefore, I did my own training. I did all the strategy, the vision and everything else. I didn't know it was God's, God's word that I should do that. That's what the world taught me. And it just happened to be, it's what God wants us to do. So I didn't have to learn all that. But what God said to me, you've got to give this out now, now, Mark. 
This is one of the reasons why the church is so bad. It's, it's got lacks of vision. It lacks organisation. It lacks, it lacks training. And, it lacks, you know, and all those things. And I'm going, well, who am I, God? And, and he said, you're Mark and I'm sending you. That was it. You know, I just went and look what happened. It's, a, it's quite amazing if we'll just put ourselves out a little bit. So I was really blessed because the more I put myself out, the more money the business is made, the more I could give out. Quite fascinating. Did I ask for that? No, but that's scriptural. And you know, it's like when people say, like Ben was talking about the giving, you know, it, you know it's, 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 it's the freedom of giving, it's the love of giving, it's, 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 it's you know, I, I never look when I give to someone what I'm expecting back. I look at the needs and, and, and what the poor people we've got to help, whether it's word, deed, money, or whatever it is. I look at them and say, my God, my God, help them. Let me help them then, Father. You know, and God helps me to help them. It's not that I'm brilliant. It's not that I've, I, I know all things. I don't. I have to study and study and study and pray and pray and pray. I have my own battles. I, I have doubts and I have all those things. I have crazy thoughts. And yet, I know what I have to do. Somewhere along there, I have to just kneel, walk, shout, sing, whatever it is. I've got to break it, you see. And I'm only the same as you. You know, I'd like to go to the football match every week. Amen. Amen. You know, I'd like to go and watch Villa play Wolves and all these and, and travel around the country and, you know, and go to Europe when they go. But, it, but, you know, it doesn't matter anymore. It no longer matters. I still like to look. But it's, it, if, there's, if I've got Bible study, I'd much rather go to Bible study because I know what it'll do to me. You know, Bible study, you've been going to... Two, 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 two a week now, Ted. What's it like? Amazing. Amazing. What a beautiful word. That's what I've just... That's my next word, okay? Isn't he amazing? <laughs> that's what I've put, Ted. That, see, the, isn't that God? Yeah. That simple thing. Isn't that God? Why do I ask Ted? See, that, Ted, that's... Uh, isn't he amazing? He is. Because this is what he wants. You know, and the hunger of Ted, God blesses. Incredible. But there's not enough Christians who want to learn like this. If you want more of God, then it's up to you. Learn of him. Put it into action. And you know, after a while, God will give you these testimonies. You heard me give testimonies of what, you know, all the time. Anything that we do, I can give you a testimony on. Why? Because I've gone and done it. It's the testimonies of the doing that we use because it's what God has done through you, for you, with you. It's fascinating. But listen very carefully. You are what you make yourself. You are... <laughs> What? Yeah, you can, you can put that one down. It'll, it'll fit with that. You see, isn't it amazing? Man has got teachers on lots of these things. And, you know, one of the days if you speak to Sophie, you, she'll tell you this is what she teaches, but she teaches as man's word, man's knowledge. And yet it's in the Bible. We cannot blame others for what we are and what we're like today. 
We can't. Yes, it might be someone who's hurt you. Yes, it might be somebody who's bashed you. It might be somebody that, that's let you down or gossiped or whatever else it is. But it's your choice whether you hold on to that or whether you let it go. Whether you forgive them and then forget and move on towards what God has got for you. And it's scriptural, Philippians 3.13. This is Paul. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended. In other words, I don't count myself that I'm there. This is Paul the Apostle, the greatest, I call him the greatest Apostle that was there. He went out to the Gentiles. He, you know, and so he did amazing things. And God, God used him to write most of the New Testament. Is it 20 books or something? He, he wrote most of the New Testament. Amazing person. But this one thing I do, this is what he said, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are ahead. Ahead is always looking at what's going to happen in the future. That's an amazing way of looking. I press, I push, I, I strive you know, to, towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. It's a, it is an upward call. It's a fantastic call. It, the, and don't forget, it is an upward call because if, we, if Jesus Christ comes back, that's what we're, we're going to go. Up and meet him in the clouds. Isn't that amazing? But we've been called by God for a job to do for all those people that around us that, that have a, a different, and, you know, and, it, and it's us, the way that we think and we speak and our actions of, of how we're going to speak to these people. You know, in the, and then it doesn't matter whether we're in the midst of the storm or whether we're on the mountaintop. You know, we've got to be ready in season and out of season to give people an answer for, for our faith. So if they, they don't see faith in you, they won't ask you. And it's important. I don't care what anyone says to me. I don't care if they say, oh, it's your interpretation. I will not deter. Why? It's not for me to say, look how clever I am. It's to get them to understand that God's got more to what they've got at the moment and arguing about a scripture. It's so important that we understand what God is trying to do. Always being ready. Just why we believe, why we have peace, why we have joy, why we have hope. Why we have a, an assured, assuredness at this moment in time that we will go to heaven. It's because of what we do. It's our choice. Our choice what you, what you want to do. So do you know that you are what you make yourself? Fascinating, isn't it? You are what you think. If you think you can't do it, you'll never do it. It's fascinating. That's the, the, the negative, you know. And, and when you learn, you'll understand God said, you can do all things through me. Through Jesus Christ who strengthens you. Isn't What, says God? Is anything not possible for me? And fascinating. And only look, just look. Look at the world around you. Who's produced the wind? <laughs> yeah. It's just so simple. The air you breathe. How come it comes? How come we've got zillions of trees and algae and plants and everything that, that take the carbon, carbon dioxide out and produces oxygen? Come on. You know, Darwin must have been an amazing person that he could see all these things. No. 
It's created. Everything has a DNA. It has building blocks for us to have. It's just only up too incredible for me to think that I'm here for nothing. So something's got to be real in this. And yet, we are what we eat. And, I, you know, we are. You can eat healthy or unhealthy. If you eat unhealthy food, you become unhealthy. It's quite simple. So God gave us all these different foods to have everything in moderation so we can look after ourselves. And one body. You've only got one body. You're not going to get another one until you go to heaven if you get there. So you better look after it. You know, you better look after all these things. It's amazing. We are what we do. We are what we speak. We are what we think. We are what we eat. It's, it's us. That's who we are. So no, no, no matter what we think we are, <laughs> we are the action. So you've only got to look at people. You know, you've, you've only got to say something and watch the reaction and you'll know that's what they are. You know, I know me. You know, after a little while, you know, I do lose a bit of patience. Hallelujah. Even with that beautiful girl there. She doesn't know what she's told. Granddad, it's fury. I only have to look at her. <laughs> I'm sorry, Granddad. <laughs> I was only planning. God tells us he wants us to be changed from glory to glory. What does that mean? Glory to glory. And yet God says, no man shall have my glory. It's not his glory. Glory to glory, here is praise to praise. He wants to look at you. He wants to look at you and see what you, how you're changing and, and how you talk about him. And then he wants to boast about you in heaven. Look, look at what Kevin's done here. Look at what, look, what, look, 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 no matter, no matter, no, no matter how she feels, look, look, no matter when she feels, well, she's still talking about me. You know, that's the praise to praise. That's what he's working on. That's what he's working on for us, for us not to just to keep looking at ourselves and to look at him of what he's expecting of us, not what we expect of him. You know, if you want, you want to expect a, a, a lot of God, then God's going to expect a, a lot of you. And so if your prayers aren't being answered, go and have a look of your expectations and God's expectations. This is what he says. 2 Corinthians 3.16 Nevertheless, when one turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. All that darkness, all not knowing what's going on, is taken away all your confusion to see who he is and what he is and where we're going and who created the earth. All that veil is taken away of what he wants to do for us. And that this spirit is available for everyone. Why? Now the Lord is the spirit. That who our God is, God is our Lord, he's the King of kings, he is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. Freedom, 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 freedom of speech with anyone. You know, who's holding you back? Who's stopping you? When you've got the spirit, remember, and I said, and you don't feel good? I said, you know, just go and pray in tongues on your own. Let the spirit flow. Let you feel. Let me go until, until you can feel the presence of God. And then go and speak. It's just so amazing how easy. But we all, with unveiled face, can now see what we're like. 
beholding in a mirror the glory of the Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as by the Spirit of the Lord. God wants to change us. But if you resist change, if you won't move, how can God move? It's so, we are not children of disobedience. We are children that want to show God obedience is better than sacrifice. You can sacrifice all you like and say, I'm not going to do this, and yet not obedient to God, you've moved no forward. Not a step forward. It gives us the word to learn, to know. Are we going to learn it overnight? No. Still studying, Sophie? I don't know why you didn't do it the first day and studied it all and know it all. It's just not honest. <laughs> I'm just saying this is the practicalities. So, so Ted's, Ted's doing a great job, God. He's coming twice, three times a week now. That's more than anyone else except me. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I can boast on that. So that's one thing I can boast on, Ted. Is that okay? He gives us the word to learn, the spirit to empower us to act. It's this change of life. Whoever we think we are, it's not who we are. It's who God is. And that's why we learn. And, you know, and don't forget, and it's not who I think I am. It's, it's who God knows I can be. Isn't that amazing? It's not about me. If, if he was going to call somebody clever, he wouldn't have called me at that stage. No, oh, it's a right piece of work. He changes us into his son's step, into his son's image, step by step, one step at a time. It's a song, wasn't it? One step at a time, Lord Jesus. That's all I ask of you. You know what I mean? And that's, that's isn't it amazing? We sing that, but that's all he asks of us. Fascinating, isn't it? And it changes us. It's given us praise, glory. Not his glory. Because where does his glory come from? You change it. He boasts in heaven. Isn't that amazing? Isn't that amazing that he gives us the glory because he says, look, look what, look what David's done. Look, he's changed. Hey, look, now he's, now he's doing what I'm asking him to do. So he's got his glory. Heaven looks and goes, yes. Isn't that amazing? That's God looking at us and, and glorying in us and giving you praise. That's how he changes us. Fascinating. All the time he's trying to teach us. Every single day. Teach us and lead us and guide us in everything. You know, and, and why? Why does he want to keep doing that? You know, I'll tell you why. And I've preached this before. You, you put yourself in a prison. You put yourself in your own captivity of this. John 8, 31 says this. If you abide in my word... You are my disciples indeed, and you shall know the truth, <laughs> and the truth shall make you free. He works on us, you know, and if, and if we allow him to work on us, and if, and if we allow him to be the potter, 
the pattern and we should be the lump of clay on the wheel and he starts pumping the, pumping the spindle to get you going round and he gets his hands around you and he starts to do this and get him, puts his finger in the finger and you know we've got oh, oh it's even worse first of all he wants to break your heart he wants to crush your heart because your love for the things of the world needs to be crushed. Then he wants to give you that new heart full of love. You know, it is so easy to hate. It's so easy to run each other down. It's so easy to, 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 to say, God, what's wrong with these people? And he'll always look at you and he'll always go, hmm. Have you looked at yourself? Pastor, I love it. I, I, I love it because, because what it does, it trains you to look at yourself first. And to look at what I'm doing. Am I, you know, you know I, I have a teaching at work and I, and, I, and I do it to myself. You know, and I sit at home and I'm thinking, you know, what am I doing this for? Is it worth it? Bump, off it goes. Some really kind person sent me a Christmas present. And you should say, hallelujah, thank you very much for the Christmas present. I hate it. He sent me a, 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 year's, a year's copy of The Spectator. Well, if I was still in politics, I'd love to read it and get all these facts so I could look clever. Amen? It, it, I only read one. And I've tried to have a look at another one. All the rest since, Chris, since Christmas are in their plastic bags. So if anybody wants to read The Spectator, and it's not an Albion Spectator, so don't have it. It's, um, it, it's important, so it's there. But you see, this is what God wants to do. If the Son makes you free, you shall be free indeed. This freedom he wants for all of us. Freedom to preach, to teach, to witness all these things that I'm doing. To tell everyone something about the Lord. To talk to each other, to Christians, to other people who say that they're Christians. Because we'll know that not all Christians have been saved. They just go to church to tell everyone something about the Lord. To swap testimonies. The testimonies are powerful because that's how God has used you, showed you, changed you, whatever it is. See, even the things that where we've done wrong and he's changed us, it's a testimony. You know, and of course it shows our humility by telling somebody which, which direction we were going in, but we've had to change that. I've had to stop saying this and I've had to stop saying that. We met, we, we met one of Linda's friends and, and said, oh, yeah, I'm a born-again Christian. And we were only speaking to her about the trials of the world. And every other, every other word was like, oh, for Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ. You know, and I said, that's blasphemy. She went, what? I haven't got a clue. You know, it is just, you know, and that's it. Just because we're talking about the Lord, then we talked about the world, and, and, and that was it. But it's important. Why? Because we have to help where we can. Everyone. Encourage, rebuke, correct. We don't like that, do we? We don't like human, we don't like being told that we're wrong. Get over it. You're going to be wrong more times than you're right in this life. Until you learn. Hallelujah. It's the first time in my, in my, my life I, I was glad I was a failure. Why? Because God only chastises those that he loves. Isn't that beautiful? So it's the first time I, kept, I went, great. 
So every one time somebody come and tell me that I was wrong, I would hug them and give them a kiss. The men didn't like it. <laughs> Hallelujah. And it was mainly men. Hallelujah. We have an enemy, you see, and that's it. All these things, and yet listen, all scripture, all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. It's, you, you know, we, we had the Bishop of Newcastle. Um, did anybody read it? About the Bishop of Newcastle, a, a woman bishop in the Church of England. And, and she, she has gone absolutely crackers. We've we got a preacher coming over, Franklin Graham, to preach the gospel. The full gospel with no watering down. And she has gone crackers and called him divisive, hated. That's the world, by the way. That's the world speech coming out. You know, non-inclusive and all the rest of it. And they've, and they've banned him. It is disgusting. And therefore, you know, look at it. the Church of England. They've got a woman bishop. There's no women bishops in there. If you read your Bible and go through Timothy and Titus, it says, it says a bishop shall be a, shall be a man of one wife. My Lord, that, isn't that clear enough? Does, does that mean God says, no, it's okay because grace covers everything? You know, you can't take scriptures out of context. You can't just take one and make a doctrine. And so all this is this love and inclusivity, which is, which is the world's religion. That's not God. It's of the devil, Bishop of Newcastle. And if she ever gets this, come and see me. My name is Mark Hemus. Hallelujah. It's important. It's given by the inspiration of God. But why? It's so... God wants to profit us. It is profitable for doctrine. Doctrine's on your word for teaching. For reproof. For reproof. For saying, uh, uh, excuse me, that's not right. Correction. Uh, that's wrong. How's that? Which one do you want, the, the, the soft one or the hard one? It's irrelevant if we're doing it in love. For instruction. In righteousness. This is for instruction. This is for us to tell us no matter what we're doing, to, to tell us we're wrong, but then to, to instruct us, to instruct us to get us get us right. Isn't that amazing? But that's all I want to do as a pastor is to help you get it right. Not what Mark says, but what God says for your blessing, not mine. Mine. Now, I said, no wonder some of those some of those pastors, you know, you, you know, got nervous breakdowns. I said, Lord, I've, I've only got 12 adults. And I said, you know, I think I'm crazy. Hallelujah. I can thank God. It's our choice. Why? He gives all that, that every man of God be perfect. Mature and know where he's going. Thoroughly furnished unto all good works. So we should be doing good works wherever we go. Good works to us, to you, your neighbours and everything. Oh, but we have a problem. It's our choice. It's our choice what we want to do. It's our choice to take these scriptures into our hearts and know what the Lord is, know what the Lord is expecting from us. And, and you know, but I know this is not what the flesh wants. The flesh just wants what it wants. And it battles us. We just want God to take away our problems. Our flesh desires God to answer. Our flesh desires God to answer. And to answer favorably. 
He wants, we want God to answer all our prayers. Me. And remember, he knows our motives. He actually knows. People say, oh, but God knows my heart. I said, oh, yes, he does. And what's our heart? It is wicked. Man's heart is wicked. Unless you're on this track trying to change, your heart is still wicked. He knows where you are in your faith. And he knows in your expression of your actions, your faith. It's our choice. And he does know exactly where every single one of us are. And it's, it's, it's fascinating things because we talked about his promises. Ben talked about it. Kevin talked about his promises. He promises all this morning. And he said this, John 16, 33. These things I've spoken to you that in me, in me, you shall have peace. In the world you'll have tribulation. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. So even through the tribulation, he wants us to be. Why? Because he's going to see us through it. We know where we're going. That's the mindset he wants. And the Bible's full of battles that Christians go through. Have a look at it. That's all those letters that they sent was, was the apostles telling all the people, the saved people, hey, packing doing this. You better do that. You better change this. This is not right. This is what God says. You know what I mean? It's, it's fascinating. And, and, and also, don't forget, whatever you're going through, somebody else in the world has already gone. There's nothing new under the sun, the Bible says. Let's watch. It's on charge. Hallelujah. Technology. And the Bible's full of battles. So remember, and Ben said it this morning, you know, but God, but God looks at it. It's better for us to give than to receive. And you know, what do we like doing though? It's fascinating, isn't we? Give me, give me, give me. Give me, give me, give me. I know. Don't worry. I was a new Christian once. I was one that wasn't educated in Christ's way. And as soon as you know, it, 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 I can't stop. I can't stop. I, I can't help but speak about God. Ben gave, ben gave testimony about one of, the, one of the directors last week of the, of the company, you know, that, that it came in for some stuff and I gave him a testimony. Not all of it. It became part of my testimony how I got saved. He sat there, and he's not a quiet chap, is he? He's big. He's a rugby player. But he sat there. But isn't it amazing? So he's already affected him. It's already affected him. Did I plan that? Just comes out. The next lady that come in, I didn't. Because it probably isn't the right time for her. But I will. I will, I promise you. So it's full of battles. And look at it. The company you keep, the stuff you watch, the stuff you listen to, that what comes out of your mouth, it's all you. That's what you, you take in, you give it out. Go and mix with terrible people, I promise you, what, some, of the, some of your mind and some of your thoughts, some of your speech will change. 
But you know, God doesn't want to, 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 to shame us. And that's why he gives us examples of what to follow instead of it. 1 Corinthians 4.14, I do not write these things to shame you. I don't say these things to shame you. If you feel guilty, you know you've got to change. That's, that's, that's good. You should say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for making me feel so uncomfortable. Because all you do know is that God makes you feel uncomfortable to get you comfortable. <laughs> because you can't be comfortable if inside you is uncomfort. So it's so amazing. For though you might hope to shame you, but as my beloved children, I warn you. For though you might have 10,000 instructors in Christ, you do not have any, any fathers. For in Christ Jesus, I have begotten you through the gospel. You've been begotten through the gospel. Therefore, I urge you, imitate me. Find somebody you can look up to. Find somebody that you want to imitate. I know we can say Jesus, but that might be a bit too far for some of us just at this moment. So have a look. Imitate. In other words, listen and, and do it. It's your choice. Paul wrote, wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy 3, and, and I'll just paraphrase. He told him, you've followed my doctrine. You've followed my manner of life. You've followed my purpose. You've followed my faith. You've followed my long-suffering. You've followed my, 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 my perseverance. You've followed my persecutions and the afflictions. And yet, I endured it all. Why? Because the Lord delivered me out of every one. That's his promise. Whatever we're going through, he'll deliver, it, deliver us out of it. And of course, we know we've just read it, all the scriptures there for us to see, to give us reproof, rebuke, correction, instruction, righteousness, so we can be these people that God wants us to be. And yes, he was telling him, and today we need to release ourselves from our own captivity, of our own thinking, of what we think. It's a roadblock. It's a roadblock in stopping us. I've always asked myself this. This is the question I ask myself when I think I'm stuck. What if the Lord comes back today? Will he find me doing the work of the ministry? It doesn't matter who you are. The lowest saint, the highest saint, call, it, call yourself whatever you like. But when he comes back, will he find you doing? Or will he find you not doing? Scripture, the scripture tells us and it tells us that when Jesus Christ comes back he says will I find faith isn't that amazing why would he ask that because he knows how far people will go away from him and we know it's that because it's scripture <sighs> be like the widow who went to the judge in Luke 18, 6. She wanted justice from her adversary and the judge wouldn't give her any justice. You know what she did? She went at him every single day. And he said, I'll answer this woman in case she, you know, wear, wears him out. And this is what the Lord said. Hear what the unjust said. And shall not God not avenge his own elect? All these people who are against you who cry out day and night to him. This is us crying out to him. Though he bears long with them, he will. He'll, he'll suffer with you a long time to get you right. I will tell you, he will avenge them speedily. 
Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he really find faith on the earth? Problem with not doing is that you leave it to God, and we know what happens when we're not doing the enemy. I, I, I've had all the same thoughts myself when people were teaching me, you know, and I'm thinking, well, that's him, that's his word, that's what he's saying, that's what he thinks, and you know, he doesn't know my situation, and I, you know, he doesn't know what's happening in my, he doesn't have, know what I've got through, and all that, you know, and and I had to just realise that no, but God does. God does, and he, and, 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 he, and he wants to help you. My job is to feed you the food that God has given me to actually strengthen you and help you and keep you on the right path to lead and to encourage and even to rebuke, reprove and correct and instruct in righteousness. That's the job of the pastor. Whatever God gives me, I give to you. Whatever he's given me throughout my life, all I want to do is share with you. And we had a great testimony this morning. You know, Andrea said, you'll never believe what happened, Mark. God, every day God's helped me with his college work. I've had to go for these interviews and everything. And Mark, and they've asked me loads of these questions. You know, they've asked me questions about time management and I did this spiel mark on time management and he said it was incredible you know and you know and I mean that's brilliant and I thought to myself that's that's what Mark's done that's what God's given Mark to give to me now they think I'm brilliant he said and Mark I just went thank God that's all she said thank God she realised, she said, and that didn't happen once last week now she's working she's trying hard she's pushing the boundaries and God blesses her. It's so fascinating. What a lovely, lovely testimony I had this morning. <laughs> and people with money. Ben's done the money one this morning. It's, it's a joke. It's a joke. Money's a joke to God. It's the least in his kingdom and to manage the most. It's the man and go for it. Go on, do all the work. Don't let God into your life. Work long hours. Don't read your Bible. Don't pray. Pop along to church now and again. Oh, oh you'll be all right. Then some of these preachers will say, Oh, you come into church and you believe you'll be all right. Listen, for what is a man profit if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? For what shall man give in exchange for his soul? For the Son of Man shall come in the glory of his Father with his angels. And then, and then he shall reward every man according to his works. My God, Father, change us, Father. We reap what we sow, whatever we do. And you know, in this world, your car breaks, your washing machine breaks, your shoes need repairing. You go and plan it immediately to do. But when it comes to the things of God. Do we do that or do we just leave it until we've done everything else? This is what it does to me. It hurts me and I say Father, change me again and again and again. Get me up in the morning earlier again, Father. Come on, let's start this morning Father the way that we used to, Father. Immediately we do those things. Listen. When things go wrong, the first thing every believer does is go straight to God. Why? Because you know he can help you. But if we're not doing our godly things, it's, not, it's his choice not to help. It's his choice not to help. And God does want you to help. 
He wants to help you in the time of need. He wants to supply your needs. His plan's good and it's not evil. He wants to prosper you. He wants to give you a good end. He wants to help you day by day. He wants to teach you. He wants, to, he wants you to build up your relationship with him, with each other. He wants you to know a family that's going to help you. And he wants you to leave the old man in your baptism tank and, and then start telling God give you the creation of the new man that he, he knows he can be. That's his promise. To create you into the same image of his, of his son through the spirit. And so all that word we're giving you is the, tra- is the training that you've got to try and put into practice. This is an amazing love that he's got for you. Now, now, never looking at what you've done and proving you're guilty, giving you the opportunity to always to be blessed of him. Today, he wants to make you free to receive all he has for us and make you happy in this present life. That scripture, Matthew 6, 31. Therefore do not worry, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear and all the worries that everyone worries about and now we're going to pay the mortgage and all the rest of it, we all know it. For after all these things the Gentiles seek. That, and don't forget what the Gentiles were then, the heathen, the wicked, the unbelievers. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness And all these things shall be added to you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. It's your choice. It's your choice. You are. Or you think you are. You are what you eat. And you are what you speak. And what you do. I'm going to end up with this last one. I'm not going to give up. I can't give up. I know it's true. I've seen the most amazing things in my life. And that's why I do what I I do. And if you walk into my house, the first sign you'll see is this. But as for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. Not ask of him. We shall serve the Lord. Let's pray.